I'm Asan, and yeah, man, you can knock me down with a feather. Pep Guardiola has signed a new contract at Manchester City, not for 12 months, but for 24 months or two years. That means that we're going to have Pep until 2023. This is our immediate reaction pod. I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Lloyd Scrag. Hello, Lloyd. Afternoon, mate. Are you as excited as me? I am excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm. It's tinged with a little bit of um, caution. Mm-hmm. I think just because of how this season's gone and how things have um, have kind of played out over the last, say, twelve months. But I think the big thing for me was the idea of basically having a twelve month extension, where we're having this conversation again, or these conversations that we've had, say, this time next year. I thought were a, would have been a really bad shout. Um, mm. So the news that it's a, a, um, a two-year contract and it looks like, I mean, I think you're in a better position to say than me, but it looks like it's a one-year with a with a one-year kind of option, which is exercisable only by City. So in effect, a two-year a two-year contract from City's perspective. City have announced it as a flat two-year deal. So mm. obviously I've been told behind the scenes that it's one plus one where City have a have an option. Um but if they've announced it as two, then maybe it is just two. Well I think there's because the thing is there's two things on that for me. If it's two, great. And I think if it's one plus one and it's an option exercisable by City, I think that's super important. Because I think what we've what we've all been concerned about as fans a little bit is that we've been a bit beholden to Pep in a way and he's had the power. So if it's one plus one where essentially it's City's call and City can go, absolutely, we're renewing you for the next year. Or, you know, if it goes Pete Tong, City can go, you know what, Pep's not worked out, we're going to get someone else in. Then I think that's exactly what we want. We want the club to to have the power in this situation. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, uh, uh, just to kind of reiterate what you're saying there, I think that I had a real issue with the idea of a twelve, a rolling twelve-month extension, um, I, I, I just don't see how I, I don't see how that would have put to bed the uncertainty that has surrounded the club this season. Because basically, my point of view was: well, we've got uncertainty in October of twenty twenty. If we're going to have the same uncertainty in the October of twenty twenty one, what's the point? really in the extra year um so i think that having the having those two years having it being officially announced as two years where you know we've got all of this season and all of next season where those conversations can be completely put to bed uh i think is fantastic um i want to ask you something how do you view this from a footballing point of view obviously guardiola got 198 points in two seasons um but there absolutely has been critique, some fair, some unfair, of his overall tenure at City. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about from City fans, of me included. So when you think about this, the rest of this season plus two more, are you more excited? Or are you more apprehensive? What are you looking forward to? What are you concerned about? Well, first of all, I'm super excited from the prospect of we're going to see Pep do something he hasn't done before, which is essentially try to rebuild a team in a second cycle. Um, he's never done that at Barcelona. He obviously only had three years at at Bayern. So I think the opportunity for him to do that is 
is super exciting. I think on the one hand, it's a bit scary because he's not done it. And I think, you know, generally in modern football, managers do have kind of lifetimes and, um, you know, it's generally in around the five, kind of six years at most. But I think, I think Pep can do it. Um, I think what we need now is a regeneration of the squad because I think what you're particularly going to see at the end of this summer is, you know, all of the big guys that I think he relied on when he first came in and were kind of the the end, the swan song of the Mancini era, they're all going to have gone. So, you know, Serge is, is coming into his, in the final year of his, his contract, he's kind of the last guy. David's already gone. Vinny's gone. You know, Yaya's gone. Zaba's gone. All those guys have gone. So this is a, it's a completely new rebuild. And obviously having lost people like Sane in the summer as well, um, it's going to be pep basically rebuilding the team again. I think that's super exciting. Like I said, I think there's a bit of a bit of trepidation there because it's not something he's done, and I don't think it's. But equally, when I see it bandied about as I'm not sure Pep can do it on Twitter, I take that. But I also think how many managers have done that, you know, in the modern game. It's almost not something that that many managers can say. Oh, I've done. Um, you know, I'm always thinking. You know, you're really thinking of a Wenger or a Ferguson for that kind of. There hasn't been any. I don't think there's been anybody in the Premier League uh, since Ferguson, Wenger. Exactly. Yeah. Who have had to rebuild a title-winning team? Full stop. Like I just can't think of another coach that's had to rebuild a title-winning team. Um, so, yeah. I mean, sorry, I cut you off. No, but so for me, in a way, as a as a criticism and as a barb of Guardiola, I think that's it's not valid. Um, mm. because nobody else has done it. Whether, whether you actually think he can do it, well, that's another question. Um, yeah, I think that there are obviously concerns with with what's happened over kind of the last 12 months. Um, I think that, you know, at times the players have looked burnt out and at times Pep has made those, you know, those decisions that only Pep can make with with lineups and um, approaches to, like, you know, the Leon game being a massive one. But for me, I'm... I'm really excited because I do think we'll have a big regeneration hopefully this summer. I think the messy thing is obviously, you know, we're going to have to talk about that. That's definitely going to be a factor here. I think the other big thing is um, in terms of the transfer window as well, I think having two years and that element of certainty, I think massively, massively helps in kind of going out and getting players this summer. Absolutely. I think that's uh, that's the other side of that sort of rolling 12-month contract that, I just didn't like the sound of we we operate in a in a hyper competitive market right now. The reality is that the same players that Man City want to sign, Liverpool want to sign, United want to sign, Spurs want to sign, Chelsea want to sign, Barcelona want to sign, Real Madrid want to sign. So you have to give yourself the best opportunity, the best possible opportunity to convince those players. And I think that even if it's Pep Guardiola who's a, who's a player, who's a coach who players do want to play for. I think if he's only got 12 months on his deal and you've got Klopp going, well, I've got four years on my deal, come to Liverpool. Yeah. You, you see what I'm driving at? You, you kind of... Oh, you absolutely. Need, you yeah. need that... To, even to convince players, I think you need a little bit longer than a year and you need that stability or the sense of stability that a two-year extension from this point um, gives gives the club and gives Pep and give gives that impression out in the... Uh, in the marketplace as well. I think it's quite interesting and maybe a little bit telegraphing something that I got told. I was told yesterday morning that a deal had been agreed between Pep 
and the club in principle. And I got told that everybody was keen for the deal to be signed and to be announced before the January transfer window so that they could operate inside that January marketplace. Mm. So I think that's also very interesting and telling because it's not like City to to buy players in January and it's certainly not like City to begin to telegraph January business. Um, is it reading too much into... We're going to talk about Messi now, just very briefly. Uh, is it reading too much into what he said at the airport yesterday and this extension? I, I'm, I'm a little bit torn. Maybe I feel a bit like I did with Pep when he had 12 months to run on his deal. And I was a bit like, I don't know if I'm asked about this anymore. I, I feel with the Messi thing that I'm not sure I'm prepared to go through another window of... Messi's coming, Messi's coming, Messi's coming, Messi signed a new deal at Barcelona. Um, what's your take? Like, looking at it from the outside, have you heard Duncan Castle's podcast from yesterday? No, I normally get Stefan to listen to those. And so I listen to, I'll give you, a, I'll give you the cliff notes on what, on what Duncan was saying. Duncan was basically saying that, uh, of course it could be, uh, it could be that Bartomeo going, gives Messi the opportunity to get the deal, the pay rise, all the things that he wants out of Barcelona. Um, But equally, he said, the fact that there's an interim board there in January means that Messi can be sold without anybody being responsible for selling Messi, which feels Mm. almost like Bartomeu cut off his nose to spy his face in the summer because... The financial situation that he's left there, he's left partially because he refused to sell Messi. Um, what's your take? Which side are you leaning on? Look, I mean, I, I can't pretend to know anything about Messi or um, what his situation is. Obviously, we hear things from guys that are really well kind of um, within the, the kind of Barca network and stuff. My impression is I've just always got the the feeling this time around with Messi that it's it feels more than he just wants a pay rise and he's angling for a, a better position and a better kind of bargaining chip at the club. It, it feels like he's felt fallen out of love a, bit, a little bit with the club and he realises that, you know, he, he is going to be 33 at the end of this end of this year and he has got a very, very limited time frame to make that impression on, on European football. I think the fact that he's only won... The fact that Lionel Messi's only won two Champions Leagues, I mean, that is just quite frankly ridiculous. Um, so I've got the impression that that this is for real. Um, I think the thing that for me from the from the kind of whether I can be asked with the Messi saga is, is I don't I don't feel like it's going to be like what it was in the summer because principally the the facts have completely changed. I mean, Messi can sign a pre contract from January first for an, for another European club. So technically, you know, City could announce the deal on January the first that, he, that he's joining the following season. You know, it might not happen, but I think you're in a, you're in a slightly different ballpark there to you know being a year out and mm. the negotiations having to take place. Messi will be free to sign. So contractually and legally, which is obviously part of the problem. With Bartomeu, with you know the documents threatening to go to court, and clearly Messi's camp didn't feel strong enough about the contract point that they eventually ceded and stayed at at Barca. I think a lot of that side of it's been resolved. So 
you know, it's never going to be an easy deal to 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 sign Lionel Messi. But I think it's it is now a lot easier than than what it was, say, back in the summer. Is it? Is this good and wise and the right thing to do? So, extending Pep by two years, attempting to bring a thirty-three-year-old Messi in, if that indeed is going to happen, when you kind of take a step back and try and look at this objectively, is this, are these the actions of a progressive forward thinking football club? And I appreciate that that sounds like a loaded question. Mm. It isn't. It's just, it's conversation. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a normal thing to ask. And I think, you know, people are looking at Messi this season because his numbers are way down on what they have been. Um, and, I think it's fair to look at that, but I think there's got to be, for me anyway, it's got to be that's got to be tinged and taken into a bit of context. That the impression, again, like I said, is it doesn't seem to me like his head's completely in it. Mm. Um, so I think you've got to take that into consideration. The flip side is when you sign any 33 year old, you know, normally you sign a 33 year old like a Dimichaelis kind of signing to, you know, to to give you one maybe two years. Um, and you know they're at the end of their career, and and you're basically just signing them as a kind of probably as a backup to give you cover. That you know that is kind of being blown out of the water with Messi. You know we're we're looking to get a guy at that age, but you've got to factor in. I mean, th- this guy's probably the best guy to ever play football. Thirty-three year old Messi. I mean, it's it's really difficult to kind of register that on where that kind of ranks against a, a more normal footballer. For me, I think. You know, we we may well look back in hindsight in a few years and say, you know, why the hell did we spunk so much money on him? He was clearly over the hill. But I feel, I also feel like it's not just commercially, just purely from a footballing point of view, you've got you've got the chance to sign the best footballer ever. Yeah, okay, he's a bit he's pretty old now, but I think he's still in great nick, Messi. I think a lot of his game is is based obviously on technique and kind of his ability to to find space. And the thing is with the Premier League, there is plenty of space. There's a lot more space in the Prem than there is in the Liga. Mm. So I understand why the club want to do it. Um, I, I think the two are linked, Pep and Messi, obviously. Um, so where we are, I, I get it. I think I can understand why people have more of an issue with it this, say, next year than the following year. Because I think Messi at 32 just sounds a bit better than Messi at 33. Mm. Um but I think this is what football is about, right? Being excited about, I mean, I mean, the, the thought that City could sign Messi is just, you know, it's FIFA football manager stuff, and it. I mean, you can't, I, I can't not get fucking buzzing about that. Not gonna lie. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I mean, look, just being very frank, like if I put the, if if I can snap my fingers, right, and I don't have to sit through a transfer window of drama and saga. And I wake up on the 1st of February, or indeed, I wake up on the 31st of October 2021, and Lionel Messi is a Manchester City player. I'll be popping bottles, mate. I think at 33, he still has more to offer than most 28-year-olds do. I think that, you know, you're absolutely right when you say, like, is art's not in it? I would argue that you can probably look at the last three years of Messi and argue that his heart's not been in it at Barcelona. And he's racked up insane numbers whilst basically strolling around the pitch, being a bit not bothered because the coach is a clown or his fellow players clowns. I think that if 
Messi comes to the Premier League, everything I said in the summer stands. That's a big, big, big move for him. It shows big balls. And he won't come here for a paycheck. He will come here to show the world that he can play, he can yeah. play that he is not just a guy that was the best player in the world in Spain, that he'll come to England and be the best player in the world here. I think, you know, the combination of Pep and Leo, even at this age, forget about it. It's 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 entirely mouthwatering. It's kind of why I said at the top, you know, is this a forward thinking question or not? Is this a forward thinking move or not? And said that it's kind of a, it's not meant to be a loaded question. Because I think people will have different views on this. But for me, there is nothing more progressive than signing the best footballer on the planet. There's nothing more progressive than signing the greatest footballer ever. And I've seen so many people say, write, speak, argue. It's about marketing. And I would argue that those people haven't watched enough of Messi in the last two years because the man is an alien. He operates on a different level. And do you? Th- it's, it's something that really I've thought about. I can see that even a 33-year-old Messi can give Pep a new thing to think about a new inspiration a new do you see what i'm driving at like a more, you know more you time can't... on the bench for phil or <laughs> <laughs> you know what can i say something i don't think that'll happen no i think phone's phone's starting to you only have to i know it's iceland the other night but um when, when he's starting to do stuff like that on the international stage it, pep's just got to put him in the team i mean it's it's almost a a foregone conclusion now, I think. Yeah, I don't think that uh I, I don't think that Messi plays in I'm not convinced that Messi plays that Pep plays him in, in a front three on the right, not in one of the wide positions where the the kind of you have a lot more def- defensive responsibilities, to be honest. Either Guardiola has to come up with some new system where he can play Aguero and Messi together, or it'll be a... Messi is the false nine that they've been chasing for. for it's it's fascinating, isn't it, to think tactically about you know could he play could he play in one of the eight positions that we play in four three four? Thought about that as well. Absolutely could he play? Well. Could he play up front? Could he? You know, could we maybe play a different formation? Could Pep kind of get move to a three at the back and look to get Leo in kind of like an inside position mm. in midfield? Like, there's so many options. There's well, there's so many things to think about. Absolutely. And look, I, I kind of want to move this forward because really this is a podcast about Pep and, and his contract extension. And just even removing Messi, like how do you see the team evolving under Guardiola over the next two years? Like what excites you the most? I think for me, just to very briefly, I think the idea of Pep getting two years with Foden, two years with Torres, I think that's that's got my mouth watering, to be honest with you. Agreed. Yeah, I have to echo that. Those would have been the that would have been the first thing I, I'd have said. Um, I mean, those two look like two of the best footballers in in Europe. Never mind youngsters, to be honest. Um, mm. We've got them both, and they both want to be here. Which is, you know, I think the important thing about Sane. Sane didn't want to be here. You know, I think Sane is in that bracket as well, but he he didn't want to stay. So. In in a way, it's a bit of a non-conversation. I think the other thing, from my perspective, that I'm really excited about is it for the first time 
in a while with Pep. It looks like defensively, we've really got something going. We've got something sorted. Diaz mm. and Laporte looks really solid. I think Cancelo is really starting to come into his own as well. I, again, I don't really think Cancelo's maybe necessarily a conversation to have in terms of the defence because he brings so much in the attacking sense. But he's started to really you know, rack up good numbers and I think even playing an unfamiliar position at left-back. And yeah, okay, I think there are, you could say we're losing little bits by not having a left-footer there. But I think just generally him being around and making the performances and the appearances he is in the first team only bodes well. Um, and I'm sure he'll begin to get games at right-back as well. But yeah, I just think we look a lot stronger at the back. I think Ake hasn't played much as well, but I do think he's added a bit of kind of just solidity that we've got a guy like that on the bench that if something goes wrong, if Laporte gets injured, you know, it's not totally curtains like it has been. It feels like over the last kind of 18 months when when Laporte goes down. So I think that's the other massive plus for me because I think ultimately that's been the that's been the bit that Pep has struggled with most. You know, when we've when we've had those Guardiola games and those Guardiola moments it's because we've gone generally we've gone to shit at the back and you know weirdly ironically I think at the moment what we're all worried about is the attack but surely for me if there's one thing that I feel that Pep can can sort out and can can coach it has to be the attack it's he's one of the best kind of attacking coaches ever the way that he has kind of devised systems to get you know the best players into the best positions and you know Henri's spoken about loads about kind of his tactical work I, I feel like we should be able to sort that out so the, the so the the fact that we've probably and it feels like we have sorted out the defense for me that actually makes me the most excited mm, absolutely I mean I think my my I've I've been very critical of the attack on and of what I feel as though to some degree has been Pep's almost uh I guess that, you know, the Pep's favoured system players in certain positions, all that sort of business. I've been critical of it and, and I've been a little bit fearful of recruitment in the attack moving forward if there isn't commitment from Pep. But the flip side of that, and this is why I banged on about this for so long that Pep should just extend his contract and it should be longer than a year, is because the flip side is what we have now, which is you can go out and when you're recruiting for attacking players, You've got a fantastic core and you've also got the carrot of you'll get a minimum of two years of being coached by Pep. And I think that, you know, even players like Leroy, who maybe have struggled under Pep, they will not deny how much he improves them. So, you know, definitely, I think there's, uh, uh, I think there's only, there's only positives that, that we can, that we can take from that side of it. Look, um, do you feel any negatives? Like just being very blunt, is there anything that you view in this extension negatively? No. Uh, well, not not in terms of the contracts itself. I was really worried if it was like a if if that one or if it was a one year or if that one at the as the kind of option wasn't exercisable by City. I think from the football inside, you know, I. I'm similar to you. I mean, we've done a few pods this season where, you know, it's just been me and you and we've been, I think the West Ham game was, was mm. one where, you know, you're just watching it thinking, is this, you know, never mind the beginning of the end. This almost feels a little bit like the end. Um, you know, there are, I am a little bit concerned that the players had to burn out a little bit and maybe he can't regenerate the team. But I think, I think really a lot of those, 
a lot of those anxieties are centered in there was so much uncertainty and i think a lot of that's been solved now um okay we might completely collapse this season and we might all be sat on the podcast in the summer saying god two more years of guardiola does not feel correct in any way but equally um i i do think a lot of it's grounded in the uncertainty i think a lot of that's passed ultimately i think we'll probably see over the next 6 weeks really um, what this team is made of and whether we can kind of respond to what has been, I would say, an underwhelming start to the season, particularly in the Premier League. I think we've been really good in the Cups generally. Mm. But 12 points, um, and I know we've got a game in hand, you know, it's not good enough, is it? And I, and I think it's been great to see the defensive side and we haven't conceded many goals. But, you know, like everything I just said about the attack, I do have Pep's... I do have belief in him to sort it out, but whether he can sort it out in the short term, that's my only, I think that's my only concern. Can he, can he sort it out for Spurs? Can we sort it out in the next three months? I think, you know, over 12 months with a transfer window, et cetera, I, I have, I have every, every confidence that he can, that he can sort that out. But whether we can get things going kind of now, particularly with this schedule, I think that's, um, that's probably the thing that I'm probably most, most fearful of. Yeah, see, I'm I'm more optimistic than that, actually, because I think that... So here's my prediction. My prediction is a lot of the inconsistency that we've seen, the little bits, the little bits of up and down that we've seen from the attacking players, I think that's going to very quickly disappear. I think that the commitment... It's like the... Pep said, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, like, you know, I, I'm not worried about... I'm not worried about the players because they're professionals and my contract situation is not going to affect them. Well, we all know that that's bollocks, no matter what he says. And I think the proof of the pudding will be in the eating, which is that I think that him signing this extension now, the next batch of games, the next six weeks, eight weeks, I think you're absolutely right, we'll learn a lot. But my prediction is everybody's level will go up and then, you know... In the end, the only thing left will be me wagging my finger going, I told you you should have done it in the summer. Would have been a lot smarter. <laughs> we wouldn't have had these this, this uncertainty that we had at the start of the season. Um, right, mate. It, unless there's there's anything that you want to add. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, there's, there's one thing I was w- wanting to ask you, actually. Uh, just one thing I think it's worth covering. When, we're, so when you're thinking about, you know, I think me and you particularly have, have thought about the idea of maybe you know, probably a few weeks ago, actually with the uncertainty rolling on as it is, are we better to shove Pep? Um, but when you when you think of shoving someone, you always have to think about, okay, well, fine, we're going to sack him or we're going to ask him to move on, but who else are we going to get in? So what I wanted to kind of put to you is, is there any part of the news today that's tinged by the, f- the thought that, oh, actually, I think Potch would be a better option or I think Nagelsmann would be a better option or or do you not feel like that? I think I think better is is absolutely the wrong way to characterize it. I think, you know, I wouldn't have been heartbroken if the news today was uh City and Guardiola have mutually decided that he'll leave at the end of the season and City will announce a new coach in due course. Um because for me what I was more interested in was certainty and I felt the players, the squad, the club needed certainty one way or the other um i've said all along i think Guardiola's the best coach pure coach there is uh in world football arguably the best ever arguably the best of his generation you know it's not when we we weren't looking at a guy going 
yeah, he's just not that good. He no, needs you, to go. When I say better, I think what I mean is better as like a medium to long term option for the club. No, because I don't think that uh, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely, and this is a guy who twenty four hours ago sent a what I sent a WhatsApp to somebody yesterday who asked me what do you think, and I said I kind of hope he goes, you know, because they basically sent me a message going. I've heard that there's going to be news later today and I, what what would you like? And I was like, I kind of hope he goes. And I realized that I, I said that because I was 100% convinced that all we were getting was a 12-month extension. And for me, the difference between 12 and two years is really, really big. Even if it's just on paper and I can hear Stefan right now yelling at his speaker going, he could still go in the summer. I know all of that, like, you know, Nothing is for sure, but the point is the perception of two years gives the perception of stability, and the perception of stability is far more important than anything else for me right now. And I think if you're talking about medium term, even medium term, having Guardiola as your coach is going to help you get Leo Messi. It's probably going to help you get a level of player that there's not a single other coach on the planet that will attract that level of player. Maybe not the ones that have already played under Pep and can't be asked with them anymore, but anybody who hasn't played under Pep, I think that if you've got that certainty, then you can go to a table that clops at and go, no, you should come and play for my team and feel confident that you'll get the player. Yeah, I'd echo most of that because I think what I was kind of thinking about was, particularly in the medium term, a one-year extension of Pep, is that a good thing for the club and mm. the team in the medium term? I was really struck, you know, if that was, if that was, if it was, that was my option on one plate and the other plate was, you know, Nagelsmann, Poch, someone like that, I'd have gone, I'd have gone for the second plate, I'd have gone for Poch or Nagelsmann because I thought that, I'd, you know, even though there's way less certainty that we'll be a title winning team, there's, there's excitement, there's, you know, there's a, there's a feeling that the team will probably develop. But I think, like you say, the, the big, big difference and the change is that, it's not that. It's it's two years and Pep. It, it's a completely different kind of meal. It's a completely different ball game. I think so. I think actually that completely changes how. Well, at least I feel anyway about more kind of medium to long term about the club. I feel it pushes that way way back in spot into on. ours and Pep's favour. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. I think you know we're we're in. Mate, we've, as I say, I find myself grinning from ear to ear. If there was a cold beer in the fridge, I would definitely crack it open. There is a bottle of bubbly in the fridge. I think it probably is going to get cracked open later this afternoon. Got because, your name, mate. You know, we've got Pep for two more years. I've, I've, those, those messy vibrations are there now. They're really loud. And if I just, if I can get over the drama and the saga of what it will be, then even that might be a, a hell of an enjoyable ride. So, do you know one thing I was thinking is um, twenty twenty has been such a shit year for so many people for so many reasons. Imagine if twenty twenty one started with Messi signing for Man City in January first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, twenty twenty twenty. If it's ending with Pep signing up for two years and twenty twenty one starts with Messi, then okay, I think that uh, that bodes well for a very good year full of vaccines and lots of parties in crowded bars exactly messy at the etihad etc <laughs> and you know what six months 
behind closed doors, getting used to the Prem before the crowds come back for a full season of Messi. I think that makes sense as well. Pragmatically, if I was Messi or his advisor, I'd be saying, you know what? Let's do it in Jan. You've got half a season where you get to know these, these cloggers from the Premier League. And then next season, you can basically put in a Ballon d'Or season. Sounds good to me. There you go. Get your bets in early. Leo Messi to win the Ballon d'Or in the 2021-2022 season playing for Manchester City. I think on that note, we should definitely wrap this up. Lloyd, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Everybody who listened, thank you very much. This was a quick, sneaky little drop of a pod as the news broke that Pep Guardiola signed a new two-year contract. Um, Huge reminder, tomorrow... Friday, the 20th of November, we at the 9320 podcast are doing a 12-hour live stream podcast on YouTube in aid of the Manchester Food Banks. So please keep an eye on our Twitter feed, our website, join us on the live stream and give what you can for the food banks. Be safe, be well, as always, up Pep's Blues.